I mean, there and are. Suddenly, you have a few yeah. of them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the FilmReview.com podcast. I am your host, FilmReview.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week uh, is the week that everyone's been waiting for. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions? More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Before. Oscar week. It's uh, yeah, the Oscars Razzie. are today. I miss. Uh, we don't talk it's over the our best anymore. of the year list. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, we got to do that. I thought, a lot it, more. I thought it was odd. I actually. was holding my breath because I was like, "Don't say anything." All They'll yell sudden, at you. All of like, a sudden, we were so quiet. Yeah, and that isn't that isn't it. Yeah, and we were talking up a storm. We were like two chatty cathies <laughs> yeah. right before it went live. So <laughs> all of a sudden, it was like the teacher walked the, in the yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> we're just yeah, like, everybody's been waiting for this week. Or not everybody. I have uh, because the best and of you've been getting you've been getting the emails. Year. Yeah, so, yeah, it's our list. So yeah, and uh, we were going to do a movie this week, and then we decided that the gods <laughs> of whatever right. nonsense could wait. Take off a week. Um, I I'm kind of sad that that movie is getting so destroyed, and no one's going to see it. Which uh, you know, gods of oh, Egypt, gods of Egypt. Or whatever. Yeah, we'll go see it if because. You want. Uh, I want it to be good. Yeah, I do too. The trailer looks like and everything my not going to happen. Yeah, but everything my twelve-year-old self would have wanted to go see. Exactly. Now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, um, right. yeah. Look, it looks fantastically crazy, and yeah. uh, you know, it looks like uh, to me. I remember watching the trailers of it, and uh, what I was thinking was, it looks like the movie that Roger Ebert thinks he saw when he right. watched Crystal Skull. Right. <laughs> because Whoa, it's you know that. it's crazy old school yeah. wacky awesomeness. Yeah. But apparently that's not the case. Anyway, uh we decided to uh skip that and we're just going to focus on the best of the year. It'll and probably take us an hour anyway. The Oscars are tonight. Yeah. Um so that's hey, that's big fun. I don't I you know, I haven't seen the envelope, but I got to tell you on the day of the Oscars, I feel like you're going to get what you hate the most yeah the, i think leo's taking the, it the I court, think the revenant is the, taking the court it. Like, of public opinion is clearly giving it to leo it's funny the last few days you know um the last time we did the show i was talking about how uh people were not necessarily talking about it as much as i thought mm-hmm. and uh, it was maybe picking up some steam but everybody who is talking about it is talking about well leo should win right. he's been nominated six times in the last few days, mm-hmm. everyone yeah. has been going berserk talking about how he should win. Mm-hmm. Not one of them said anything about him doing a good job in the movie. Right. I, I, it's I, I can't or... tell you how many people I saw say yeah. something about how Leo should win. And, uh, right. Like, I love that modifier. And, and what, what will happen if he doesn't win. And yeah. and on and on and on well, and how many times he's been nominated and the yeah. movies that he's been nominated for before right. that were really good that now in retrospect I think they should win and blah right. blah blah 
not one person said he was really awesome in it and he should yeah. win. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you look at uh, you look at the progression of his work and like the last few films, like especially like The Wolf of Wall Street. He had maybe 10,000 lines of dialogue. And now in The Revenant, right. he basically has four and then he grunts a lot. Right. So in the next movie, it should be a split film. And <laughs> right. I see and he'll just things, stand. And he'll just stand. His next movie will be the silent, <laughs> the silent film has. called uh, Leo wins the Oscar. Right. And he just stands. There. I think it's funny. I haven't seen anybody say it, but I know I'm not the only one to think it. I think it's funny that maybe the notion is give him an Oscar and he'll just go away. <laughs> right. Because like, he, he keeps coming and then back now it'll every be over, year. Right. right. And then it's done. There's a funny flash game that I saw that I played out of just sheer boredom waiting for something else to load. And it was Leo gets an Oscar. And it's a side-scrolling game. Oh, yeah, I saw, like I saw that, actually. Riot. You have to tap buttons like the old 80s arcade yeah, track and yeah. field game. And I was about to do it on your table. <laughs> but, you know, you have to tap all these buttons and get him to run over the thing. Avoid Lady Gaga. Jump over Parrot Paparazzi. And that's fun enough. But then every level, you have to outrun, like, Michael Fassbender, <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. Right. And it, it's strangely, like, amusing. <laughs> right. It's like, it I is. played it for a good five minutes. It, I'm like, and the thing finally hit me. And I don't know, maybe you can actually win, but I kept going over stage after stage, kind of like Donkey Kong. And I realized I can never get him an Oscar. Where am I playing this for? I'm just tapping right. buttons. Right. I'm the monkey, he's, you know, waiting for my banana. He's never I was all that. done with that. But I, I look at it. A couple people have said to me uh, over texts and in person that when they listened to our show, they thought we got it right. That looking at the field, if there was a year he could win, it should be this year. It just right. thinks that it's not for something maybe that people like more right. or felt that he did more to do other than got, and he's a vegan. So he ate bison. Right. 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 You know, and okay. And then he spit it out, you know, but okay. So he suffered, but maybe he should have got it for something else. But every once in a while you get the Pacino scent of a woman award where right, right. it's really for Scarface and the Godfather. <laughs> right. Else. Right. It's not really for dog day, but you usually don't get it this early, but you don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if he had to wait another 10 right. years for right. it. Right. Maybe. I don't see anybody. I mean, in, I think we, and I know we said it on the show, if he doesn't win, it's an indictment of him, not his work. Like right. he's not liked and it's, it, you're voted on by your peers. It's not box office. Right. If it was, he'd have one for Titanic. And, you know? and let's say, let's say that there may be a little bit of something in there like that. Brian Cranston actually did really good that, or whoever anybody, right. it, it may be that actually mm -hmm. gets it or, uh, or Eddie Redmayne. I'll be surprised if Eddie Redmayne wins. I'll, actually, but, I'll drop dead. But, uh, it's not just that we're yeah. not voting for him no, because right. we have to vote for somebody right. else. Although, yeah. you know, being a person who votes for awards, it it would be interesting if we could work into the algorithm <laughs> where I get to vote for not him. I right. get to especially yeah. not, not vote for yeah. that person. Right. That would be pretty cool. There's uh, somebody's working out an algorithm I gotta right tell you, now. If, if anybody does threaten him, it is. And Brian Cranston is great. I saw Trumbo. He's great yeah. in it. And it's a fun, it's a really interesting, it's a long movie, but that's a yeah. fun, interesting film. And it's the kind of film that Hollywood likes to pat itself on the back over yeah. because it's self-congratulatory. It's about the blacklist, the screenwriters, all their trials and troubles. And they love films about themselves. Right. If if he's in trouble, it's, it's only because it's, of that. Especially all the old school voters Which, that everybody right, hates. They, remember, they, they yeah. may have worked with or knew Trumbo, Dalton right. Trumbo, you know, and that sounds like that's not, giving Brian Cranston his due. That guy was great. Yeah. He's so super talented and, and come into a real amazing position for his roles and his choices. I, I was, that was a great film. Right. He's, he's actually really good. He's one of those uh, kind of rare actors that you'll see him do a lot of different things. Right. Yeah. 
And in each thing, if you look at a whole lot of his work together, and you're really familiar with him. Then at the end, you have no idea what he's really like. Yeah, because he does. He, and he most, me, most actors, yep. you see enough of their stuff, you go, I have a fair I idea of what he's kind of like in yeah. my life. And Brian Cranston's like, you know, he could be a serial killer. It's one of never, the, you, never if know. I hadn't seen enough interviews with him, it used to be how I felt about Gary Oldman. The guy was in so many different things. I never right, had a real right. handle on him. And, and eventually you started seeing these interviews with him post- uh, Leon or the professional, like in the mid to late nineties, he started getting more interviews and I'm like, that guy's really cool. He yeah. seems to be very fun and laid back and serious and talented. But before that, I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting Sid vicious or who, like, who is right, he? Like right. he could really be dangerous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Brian Cranston is kind of like that. So. Okay. So, uh, the Oscars and, uh, I send you a few text messages. Yeah. And, uh, probably watch it I, guess. I love how it's the biggest night in the industry we cover and we're just like yeah it, you know I, know I might be doing some paint by numbers and... it's just it's just not always for me yeah. um anyway the uh the razzies came out today so we right. we ought to run through that really yeah. quickly um <laughs> because uh you know it's the worst and anyone, uh, anyone who wants to pay can vote for it so right i love that so, <laughs> i love so I you, love you gotta so you gotta know who's willing to admit that they pay yeah. to be able to vote for it. Anyway, right. uh, so the worst <laughs> movie of the year was actually a tie, which does not happen very often in the Razzies, but yeah. uh, uh, whatever algorithm they have, I have no idea how many voters there are either. I mean, who you don't they know, don't right? Say, yeah, they don't say. Um, so it was Fantastic Four and Fifty Shades Grey. And you uh, pick on that? You do, and, do you care or do you agree? Like, do you, you, you know, Fifty Shades? I did, yeah. Did and... And it's not fun. It, it's uh, it's <laughs> yeah. very similar in a very weird way. It's very similar to the book, though, because yeah. like if you read the book, the book is written so bad. Right. Apparently, it's written just bad enough yeah. to sell a jillion copies of it. Right? right. But it's written so bad that it's like you can't even really get into it. Like you can't take it seriously. And the movie is sort of the same. Right. Yeah. The movie is such a goofy thing. I'm so glad you saw this. With with everybody kind of over and under acting at, at various time. times yeah. it, for whatever scene that it's like yeah. whatever kind of like sexual tension, craziness or whatever, it's like you just it's almost like a parody of itself. Right. It's like you right. made the Fifty Shades of Grey movie as a parody of the book. Right. Instead of straight up the movie of the book. Right. want to say actually be horrible right not good. It, it wasn't good but no, it wasn't like i was walking out going well that's zero stars right. and i want my money back or whatever it wasn't right. that bad anyway um i i didn't think so anyway and and the other nominees are jupiter ascending paul blart mall cop and pixels right. all of which are worse than fantastic four if you ask me i i thought they all irritated me way more than Fantastic Four did. Yeah. And not only that, but as bad as Fantastic Four was, there were some parts of it that I kind of liked okay. I mean, there were like moments in Fantastic Four that yeah. were not terrible. I, I didn't think it was I, I wouldn't have said before this came out, well, the lock is yeah, clearly right. Fantastic Four is the worst right. thing ever, right? right. Anyway, 
and then we got, I'm not going to go through the whole list of all the nominees and all that, but uh, actor went to Jamie Dornan for Fifty Shades. Actress went to Dakota Johnson for Fifty Shades, which is mainly <laughs> just everyone hated Fifty Shades. Right. And everyone got behind hating Fifty Shades this year, yeah. even before it, it came didn't out. Take any, right. it didn't <laughs> I mean, take you didn't much. even have to see it. it wasn't and everyone hated it, right? Supporting actor went to Eddie Redmayne. I, I'm all right with that. Who may win Best Actor. No chance. And Worst Actor in the same year. He deserves uh, that. And, and he won Best Actor last year. Yeah. And uh, is an interesting kind of commentary, I thought, on uh, on the voting of the Razzies. Yeah. Because the other nominees were, you know, like Kevin James and right. uh, Chevy Chase right. in like vacation yeah. supporting thing. And and really it's some awful stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jason Lee and the Chipmunk right. movie and stuff. And uh, all of whom were worse than Eddie Redmayne. Ex- but the difference is. Um, they were worse in totally goofball things where right. no one's supposed to take you seriously right. anyway. And right. sure, it was bad. And Kevin James is, uh, you know, tops on being bad right. <laughs> in, right. in movies. But Eddie Redmayne <laughs> was in something trying to be serious right. and in a movie trying that do... a movie right. that thought that it was serious right. and was just weird. Yeah. It wasn't even exactly that bad. Because I, may, I, I maybe maybe he was really good at know. doing exactly that. That movie's so annoying. Odd, crazy yeah. thing. Yeah, I know. But if you look at the whole movie and you got the Wachowskis, you know, behind the lens, they might have yeah, watched him said, do it and said, exactly. Right. Exactly right. that. That's that it. was more perfect. of that. Right. So now is he really, is that bad acting? Because yes. if you're doing exactly yeah. what you're told, yeah, then, then that's good acting. Isn't it? You shouldn't even. <laughs> no, that's that's following directions. Anyway, that's uh, well, he's horrible. However, it is he wins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Good S- supporting actress went to uh, Kaylee Kuko Sweeting. Right. I don't know how to say her name at all. I would say Kuko. Uh, for the Kuko. Chipmunks movie and Kuko. director was kind of awesomely Josh Trank for Fantastic Four. Yeah. Because uh, I saw that coming. Because that's just gonna happen. Right. Yeah, you like th- throw a fit and throw your own movie under the bus. Although you're going to get a lot of votes. Yeah. Although there's a weird anti Wachowski thing that goes on since Speed Racer, and a lot of people just like to save up their bucks just to take a swipe at them. And yeah. There was a chance that and rightfully know, so that Andy and uh, Lana, 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 yeah, could have taken it, but. Yeah, I'm not yeah. surprised that Trask and uh, yeah, and I think they might have oh, even. Uh, I think they might have even deserved it more, really. Uh, possibly because Fantastic Four, as bad as it was, uh, you know, I don't know that it's because the director. I mean, it's because it's because the whole thing, right? Right, and it's because they. They Jupiter it. Ascending is that's them. because that that's them. right. <laughs> like, Josh Trank had that film supposedly, if you believe his story, taken from him and re-edited and right. So it around. Who knows? So yeah. But anyway. All right. So uh, we've we've got to get to the best list. And uh, before we even start throwing out movies, I'm gonna uh, tell you all these movies. There will we will post this online. Yeah. Um, probably on areyouscreening.com and filmreview.com. Not sure, but. Anyway, just to have the whole list, oh we'll God. we'll put the show it. we'll put the show up so that you've got <laughs> our whole list. So it's like you don't have to be like. Isn't it cool when uh, trying to remember stuff? When you see some people who have a great sense of humor about themselves, they don't take themselves too seriously, and they accept their Razzie. 
and they're like, you know, I right. did, like didn't didn't. Uh, well, I'm blanking on a few, but I, I remember just like people, Some, people really just somebody big. Up. But uh, didn't uh, Hallie take it for Catwoman, and she just kind of like, or maybe I'm maybe I'm misremembering her ability to laugh at herself. But there were there were a few people who I'm were not very sure. Happy. But um, yeah, what's her name? Uh, uh, God, I'll I'll never remember her name now. Uh, I just I drives love, me crazy. I but, love the fact um, that uh, they just they Sandra Bullock. Uh, oh right, yeah, accepted she accepted one, one for herself. She, right? she, she that's great. She like actually just, took you know, it. They just take it, line. and it's strangely legitimizing, but it's also very good to have a sense of humor. Right, know? right. So anyway, uh, that cracks yeah. me up. So okay, um, the top movies of the year. Now you've got like twenty, I think, and we're and, up with and, a and we're not going to do ten. We're not going to do whatever. Go back and forth. Uh, if you've listened to us before, this is uh, kind of what we do in the top ten: is we just kind of go back and forth, and we each say our numbered pick but right. uh other than that i have a list of 30 and it's it, it's it's weird because <laughs> ev- everyone listening to the show is going what right but i i had 30 movies you couldn't stop what happened was i'm i'm writing down all the movies that i really loved yeah. and or rated really high right and i had like all these movies mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically like interesting year what i could have done Right. Yeah. Was I could have just said, OK, try to figure out which are the best 10 and, you know, right. throw the rest away or whatever. Right. But this was a weird year for me in that I liked a lot of movies. Yeah. And that is not usually what happens when I yeah. usually go to make my list. I will usually have like maybe 18 movies. Right. Somewhere around there and go, OK, now how do I pick which are the top 10 and how do I put them in order? Yep. Which I have to say again, I say this every year. Um I really don't uh, mean anything by the ordinal position of this list, right? You've got to do it, though. Uh, when you get to the top 10, maybe it makes more sense, right? right. But uh, is the number 27 movie really 27 and not 28? No. Maybe it might be. <laughs> might be. That's just not how it works. And I did have uh, – but I I went over and over this list like a lot. And uh, I even had a very last-minute change – uh, uh, between 10 and 11 uh, ooh, switch jockeying right yeah. right at the end yeah. um and i and i have to tell you too going into the list uh there are only three movies in my top 10 that we covered mm-hmm. on the show so right, right. that's <laughs> so, so don't expect to go back and listen to our review right in the uh, past in the past i've stayed almost exclusively with the things that we did for the show um, right every once in a while there's a rarity and and for this i think the vast majority uh, at least of my top 10 were show picks. There's a few on right. the outside, like into the 15 that, that go elsewhere, but. And the cat. Yeah. That's so um, I think we're, we're going backwards. We don't start right. No, no, one. no. We're totally going before backwards. I begin. Let's do the easy thing, which is I'm going to rate my list a 10. So <laughs> right. whether I, or not I give yours a 10 or not, yeah. it still remains to be seen. But I, I, I think mine was great. I, I really love the director. I, rate, the I rate my list writing like was, a six and a half. It was great. <laughs> okay. So, so you've uh, got to do a lot more than me. I'm so. not sure about the commitment. What I think we're going to do is I'll just run through, oh, like, go through 30 or, or even up to 10. Yeah, no, whatever. Let, we could do, we could do like 15. Yeah. I, I'll okay. go through and it's, it's just kind of like the honorable mentions or yeah, whatever. Right. Cause we actually blurb a little bit about the top and, 10 uh, anyway. So and it'll take some time. of these movies I do want to say some stuff about because some of them are not going to be like the big things that everybody knows about and all that stuff. Right. So, and then, uh, you know, if, 
one of mine is on your list, then you can just say, yeah, that right, was on that my was list. Good. And then when I'm done, you can say, I know nope, I had uh, some that you didn't mention. Right. That's when we do that. I, I, I love this time of the year, but uh, I also want to hear their lists. You know, if anybody has right. lists or you, I, I can't wait for people to take umbrage with your list. Oh, everyone's going to hate but, my list. But I want, <laughs> I, I love hearing about other lists. So if they, if they have them, and you want to send them in. I want to see it. Right. And you know, I'm, I, I'm really psyched to see I, I am your actually, top five or top 10 or what your best film of the year was. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I love it. Once we put it up, then everyone can leave their comments and tell sure. us that we're idiots. Like, sure. <laughs> like they have done. Uh, I, I do want to say, because we did get a few emails, because uh, last week when we were talking about doing the list, or it might have even been the week before. Yeah. And I said, you know, the lists are all the same. If you go, right. if you Google best 10 of 2015 right. or whatever it is and, and come up with everyone's list, I, it, I mentioned that normally they're all the same. And this year I predict, so I had not really looked right, but right. Uh, that they're really going to be the same. Yeah. They're going to be even more the same than they usually are. And uh, some people wrote in and uh, uh, several people actually, and said, well, I looked around and they're very different. Or I looked around and you're right, they're all the same 10 movies. And, yeah. you know, I mean, right. that uh, that inspired people to email us. So that was interesting. Yeah, but cool. um, now that I've looked around, right, <laughs> Yeah, there are basically two lists. And, right. and they're all the same. Every list that you get is one of those two lists. And yeah. there's kind of like the more mainstream list. Right. And then there's like you go to the New Yorker the or, or something right. and, and you get a very different list that's all uh, super indie or foreign mm-hmm. or things like that. And they're all the same movies. That's and the other a, art house place has right. all the same movies. That's got Tangerine, Son of Saul, all the uh, things that right, you, right. You know, most people didn't see. So Right, right. So um, ours will hopefully be an uh, amalgamation of fairly those. different. Yeah. yeah, ours will probably, ours is ways. just those two lists put together. That's where, that's where I got my 30 <laughs> right. movies. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Okay, uh, so uh, just kind of running through stuff uh, pretty quickly here. And like I said, uh, we will have this all online so you can see all right, the movies anyway, and yeah. everything. So you don't have to write it down or anything. So uh, you're going from 30 back so to So I actually have an order, like I said, through 30. And I don't believe in it, but it's there. <laughs> I love so, it. So uh, 30 is... Uh, oh, and I, I gotta I say, I gotta say, years. also, I'm stalling and uh, pissing people off. Uh, I also have to say too, I'm going to get rid of a lot of the movies that are on the mainstream top ten list before I ever even get oh, to right. like fifteen. Right. Sure. <laughs> because a lot of go. them are really pretty high. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, so thirty is Ex Machina. Yeah. Uh, which you know, I did not love. Exactly. Yeah. But I liked it a Enough. lot and it just had to make it on the list. Yeah. 29 is a movie called Mississippi Grind, which uh, is another Ryan Reynolds movie. It's uh, Ryan Reynolds and Ben Mendelsohn are the two main guys in it. It's a small movie and I know that not a lot of people have seen it. It's uh, written and directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. Hmm. who have not done a lot of stuff, but they've done most stuff together. Uh, not too long ago, they came out with It's Kind of a Funny Story. Oh, yeah. Movie. Right, yeah, Remember yeah. That? Right. Yep. Uh, and the movie is uh, basically like two gamblers uh, who are not in the best of financial situations who go on a road trip. Uh, that sounds cool. Across the country. And uh, they're kind of following casino tournament kind mm-hmm. of things, yep. driving around. And and it's really 
just them hanging out and uh, having trouble. It's very That's like cool. it's very like Robert Altman esque. Yeah, in a yeah. way. That sounds. Fun. It's uh, it's a really good movie. Um, okay, twenty eight is Bridge of Spies. Wait, what's twenty? Oh yeah, right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't throw me off. Sorry. Sorry. I uh, skipped the number. Uh, you know, I liked Bridge of Spies, but again, I I didn't love it. It was uh, yeah. it it felt almost to me it like a movie that would have been better if it had not been as big as it was and had not had as big a people in it as yeah. it was. It was almost like trying to live up to the fact that Tom Hanks was in it mm-hmm. and it kind of couldn't do it. So so it spent a lot of time just trying to be Tom Hanks's movie. Yeah. I don't know. I, I liked it, but it wasn't uh, good enough to get any higher than that. Yeah. 27 is uh, the end of the tour, which is a really crazy, awesome movie. And Ooh, yet, and yet somehow it didn't get a lot higher. Yeah. Um, it's directed by James Ponsold, who directed The Spectacular Now, and it's Jason Siegel and Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, and it's it's the movie okay. about basically yeah. an interview. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, it's David Foster Wallace. Jason Siegel plays uh, David Foster Wallace, and Jesse Eisenberg is the like new guy at Rolling Stone who convinces his editor to let him interview him yep. because uh, <laughs> he just released that's this cool. book that's super popular. Yeah. And uh, and it's basically like he just uh, follows him to Minnesota where he's on his book signing tour and they just like talk right. and do nothing right. and hang out. That's cool. And it's weirdly good. Yeah. And it's such a goofy premise that you hardly can believe it got made. Right. <laughs> right. But it's but but it's really good. And the two of them are fantastic yeah that's cool and uh it's a lot of fun it's a weird premise though so it's like hard to sell to people you know it's hard to go um they just talk right right you know go to the mall of america and wander (laughs) around and you know whatever right uh anyway but it's really good uh 26 is mistress america which uh is a movie that at one time almost was not in the running to be high enough to be in the top 30 Wow. And, and it kind of grew on me, though, a little more yeah. uh, after time. Um, you know, Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig and yeah. goofy, weird movie. And, Great movie until the end. And uh, yeah, you it's know, it's very good. And it, it kind of just like runs out of steam. Yeah. You know, it's like it just keeps rolling. Yeah. Uh, but not really like we had this great ending in mind or we knew what, how it was going to end halfway through filming even right. or something. But uh, anyway, but a lot of fun. Uh, 25 is The Revenant, which uh, couldn't get higher than that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's all there, there is you go. that. Uh, 24 is Son of Saul, which you, you yep. mentioned. Whoa. Yep. Uh, it, it's a foreign movie. It's uh, at this point kind of the lock for winning best foreign picture, yeah. much like uh, – <laughs> much like Leo is a lock because it's Pretty one, it's Mark, one, yeah. everything else. Right. Uh, just like he did. Um, it's, it's a very, it, it's another movie that's hard to sell to people Yeah, <laughs> because it's about a prisoner in Auschwitz who is like kind of helping the Nazis. He's like the, uh, he's, he's like the one prisoner who gets that all the privileges guy, yeah. right. because he helps the guards or whatever. Yeah. And uh, his job is basically like burning bodies. And he pulls a kid out who he takes to be his son. And then it's like his quest to bury him. Right. And so it's 
if you still want to watch it after that description, <laughs> you're right. a special person. But yeah. it's uh, it, it's really yeah. good. It's really well made. Okay, twenty three is Spotlight. Uh, which wow, that's twenty three. Yeah, wow. Uh, you know, I thought that had a shot of being in the top fifteen. No, um, <laughs> I like I like yeah. the, no, the, the movie a lot. It, but, yeah, I really liked it a lot. Yeah. And at the end of the movie, I thought, man, that was a good movie. Right. But there, it just didn't. Did I, it stay I, with I, you? Feel, I feel like really, going. I feel like really, it just didn't have the balls to be a better movie. And and it could have been a better movie. And when I'm at the end of the movie sitting there going, ah, oh, I wish that was yeah. had done this or whatever, then it's not going to be that high. Yeah. Whether it wins the Critics' Choice for Best Picture, it's won yeah. a lot of Best Pictures. Right. And I just I kind of just don't believe it. You know, it's right. just it's not that great. I didn't I didn't think. Yeah. Um, it doesn't all come together. Um, Twenty two is Love and Mercy. Mm-hmm. And Love and Mercy, I got to tell you. Uh, might have been a little higher. Um, it's as high as it is, mainly based on the fact that I could not care less. And mm-hmm. yet, I still like the movie. Right. I mean, it still managed to make me want to watch it and be yeah. interested and like it. And I'm going into that movie going, hooray. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm yep. not invested in the music or the guy right. or not anything. Big, not a big Beach Boys fan anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and especially Paul Dano, but even John Cusack was really good. And I, I, I wish I could say that I'd seen him be that good recently. And yeah. I, I really haven't. He while. hasn't been real great in anything for a long time. He's uh, more focused on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> than, loves it. Than making, big. making yeah. good movies. Everybody goes through their Twitter. Um, anyway, but, but it was really good and good enough to be that high. 21 is The Martian. So see what I'm saying? We're only wow. on 21 and yeah. we've gotten rid of stuff. And I really like the Martian too. I, I got too. no problem with that except that it beat out Spotlight. And uh, no, nah, I, I, I liked it better than Spotlight. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. And like, uh, I, I watched it I watched it again with my wife and oh, cool. uh, she really liked it. And yeah. I, I really like it. It's yeah. a really fun movie. Nothing wrong with it. It's just, uh, for me, it's just not got that next gear. Yeah or yep. something it's it, there's yeah. something about it anyway uh so that's top 20 or uh going yeah. into the top 20 wow. I guess. all right now we have to adjust things. Look at you. you got you got tablet you gotta uh, flip your page I, and I do i wrote with a pen a lot you it's been phone. a while yeah uh okay 20 is if my phone dies i'm in trouble i i haven't memorized well, my that's, list that's we have chargers right uh, yeah <laughs> um okay so then we'll just go through fi- to 15 and then right. 15 will start like going back yeah. and forth, I guess. Okay, 20 was uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl. Mm-hmm. Really liked that movie. Um, Belle Powley was great. Alexander Skarsgård and Kristen Wiig were uh, really phenomenal in a very bizarre it's a movie. Very, it's an uncomfortable film it's, uh, a lot of times. Yeah, and not only that, what I, yeah, what I, I loved about it is that it would, it would be uncomfortable, but it never felt like it was doing what it was doing to try and make you uncomfortable. Right. It was just doing what happened. Out of the way. Right. It was just and that honest. made you uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And right. it's uh Belle Powley is like the daughter of Kristen Wig, yeah. who ends up uh in an affair with Alexander Skarsgard and it's a very weird, yeah. messed up thing. And it's like, you know, we're in the sixties and stuff. And yeah. it's and it's crazy, but uh they did a great job. Like it it almost doesn't make sense that the title of the movie almost doesn't right. really make sense. Right. 
except that it's just about her and her theory of what's going on and her thoughts and, and uh, really solid film. And uh, the first time movie. Yeah. Uh, which by is the writer and director who I can't, I can't remember her name right now. Either. Um, but she had worked on other stuff, but this yep. was her first, her first gig and it was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 19 is uh, me and Earl and dying girl. Yep. Which um, glad you finally saw that falls in line with uh, <laughs> we're like moving in order now. Diary right. of a Teenage Girl to Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. That movie was uh, weirdly powerful in how much it was kind of about nothing. It was like just hanging with these people, and here's a thing you have to deal with, yeah. and and what happens. And it was uh, it was you know, no, no big name, uh, people holding the weight of it. Right. Anyway. Um, there are big name people in it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, like, but, 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 they, but it doesn't it's, seem to be like centered on them or around them. Right. It's, it's like they're an ensemble for yeah, right. the story. And, uh, and really surprisingly good acting in a lot of parts of it by people that you don't know yeah. who, who are young. Do you see that people. with your wife? She finally, no, no. yeah, I know she didn't have much interest in. No, that. so okay, that's nineteen. Eighteen is uh, while we're young, which is the other Noah Baumbach movie of the year with uh, Ben Stiller, yep. Naomi Watts, Adam Driver, and Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried, Seyfried, yeah. Uh, which it's a crazy cool movie. It's really like one of. Uh, it's almost like Noah Baumbach said, I want to go back like 10 years right. and do things like I used to do them again, but see how I would do, do them now. now. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, so Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts are a couple who get involved with this younger couple. Mm-hmm. And then this, it's like this whole, like it spirals their life out of control. And Ben Stiller is awesome in it. And it, you know, he's got this whole, I don't know. He's, he's got like some weird, he's got like teen angst, but as an old man, right. <laughs> and he's trying to right. figure out what his purpose is. And now here are these young people who it's very cool that they kind of are looking up to me in a way, yep. but they're actually way cooler than I am, yeah. but I better figure out how to get them to want to be the kind of cool. <laughs> I am. It's so weird. Yeah, There's cool. so much stuff going on. And uh, anyways, really, really good movie. Uh, 17 is Duke of Burgundy, which, uh, nobody's seen. I've heard, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's a, uh, a movie by Peter Strickland who hasn't really done a lot except, uh, he made a Bjork documentary, uh, a right. few years ago. And, um, but it's this, it's this really crazy, crazy movie. Um, it's almost on par with like the lobster. Yeah. which unfortunately came out too late because I love that movie <laughs> yeah. too. Um, but it's a very weird movie. It's there's two women uh, in a relationship in apparently like a land without men yep. who live in a castle and it's kind of what is going on with their relationship. Right. And it's weird and uh, kind of like, I guess kinky ish in parts yeah. and they have a very strange relationship. And then as the movie goes on, what's uh, it, it's, it's like fascinating movie and it's very well filmed and it's almost like you hate to make this comparison, but it's almost like car wreck. Right. <laughs> Except, but in a good way. Right. right. But it's like, it's just weirdness is happening and you can't stop watching it. Yep. 
And uh, so they have a very odd relationship. But then as the movie progresses, you keep like peeling away these layers of how odd their relationship really is. Right. Or it's odd That's in cool. a totally different way than you thought. Yeah. Or nothing is actually what you thought was happening. It's so it, it's crazy. It's really like gets in just for best screenplay. Right. Uh, whether the movie worked out well or not, <laughs> which it really does. But still. Right. Uh, okay. Um, but try to get that one. I really yeah, want people to see that cool. one. Uh, 16 is Carol. Yeah. Which uh, I loved, but I had problems with. Right. And which is basically that's, that's every movie. List, right. right. <laughs> so, okay. That takes us to 15. Just, just as a quick aside, I didn't number them so much. Uh, I probably could have, but I had a small handful that just missed. And I made, I mean, my list is always one through 10, but you had said your list was big. Right. So I threw more numbers down just on the off <clears> chance. But you have a few um, honorable just a quick, mentions just a quick beyond didn't, 15. Just, just didn't get it. Carol is on the list that this would probably be 16 through 20 something. Right. You know, sure. Carol, Carol, the same reason you said uh, Tangerine, which was a strange film uh, for me in a way, because I watched it in a mood that I don't think I normally would have been interested in it. And I loved it. But right. I, didn't, I just didn't love it enough. It was great. And it was fun. And for trivia, you know, it's the first film ever filmed on a iPhone five, you know, right? Throughout and in that, and not in, not in, only in that, not only is it filmed completely on <laughs> iPhone, right? But everything that's done to the movie right. is all with an app. Everything. And, it's, <laughs> and, it's, and that alone no is interesting. Production not because I'm an Apple fanboy, but just because I'm like, that's where movie making that's is. Cool. Now. And now we right. can see, and it wasn't just a piece of crap. And, like, it, does, it, and actually, it doesn't look horrible. Right. No, right. and it doesn't. Yeah. And it's actually very good. And the performances in it are really good. But strangely, it just wasn't good enough to make a list. But Tangerine's right. a good one. Uh, Creed, which I didn't think was going to make my list. But when I started to sit down, I started writing down movies quickly that off the top of my head, I thought if I can come up with it, a off bunch top of my voters, head, it should call you yeah. and say, right. you have to Actually, legitimize. My, my best our... friend is huge. He's, he's pissed that Creed is not super high on it, but uh, women and woman in gold, which again was fun. And I liked Ryan Reynolds yeah. it, and I didn't like it enough to make the list, but it was in there. That is a, that is a good movie though. That's a that's movie. A strangely good one. That is, that, that's not on my it, list, but it's not on my list yeah, anywhere. That, but that's I would not even it. in my top 30 on right. my list, but that is a good movie. And what's uh, especially, I think noteworthy about that movie is that it's surprisingly interesting, right? Like if you, Watch the trailer. Nah, you should right. give it a chance anyway. Still watch because it. Still it, give it a chance. It'll yeah. hook you. Yeah. It's not going to be gripping. You're not going to be on the edge of your seat, but I think you'll be happy you watched it. Yeah. Uh, straight out of Compton. Uh, not because I feel like I have to throw in like a black vote for any, for some reason. Like I see some list doing that. I'm like that sucks. I, I had a blast watching it. It made me kind of reminiscent about a time that I more or less just written off as being like too cliched to get me interested in about again. Right. And that alone is almost part, partly, you know, maybe almost wholly because of the performances. I thought they were great, but it just wasn't good enough to make the list. Right. Steve Jobs faulted, but really fun for me. Um, and then The Martian didn't make my top 15. So, ah, okay. There we go. Uh, and before we go on to the top 15, actually, I should say, since you mentioned Straight Out of Compton, there are, there are three movies that are on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Um, Straight Out of Compton, Spike Lee's. Chi Rack. Yep. I think that's how, that's how I would say I, it. I, I don't know. And uh, an Asian movie called The Assassin yep. that uh, are on a lot of lists and are not at all on my list uh, yep. anywhere. Yeah. Um, they're actually, they're, they're all good. Uh, I, 
didn't love any of them. And right. uh, if you put together straight out of Compton and Spike Lee's movie, that's where, and then I guess if you throw in concussion, yeah. that's where a lot of the anger is coming from yeah, right. uh, for the Oscars because yeah. uh, Spike Lee got nothing and his movie got nothing yeah. and straight out of Compton didn't really get anything. Out. Yeah. So that's a lot of the, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's a lot of what starts. spurred yeah. the that's uproar the, that's kindling for that uh, and not that we're going to talk about that anymore because <laughs> we've done plenty of it <laughs> right. uh, even we though did. they're tonight but it, i thought it was cool that um i i will just have to say that uh oh now i'm i'm blanking on the name um would be goldberg oh. uh said this week basically the exact same thing i said <laughs> where um I don't know if it was actually on the show or an interview or something, but I saw like a clip of her talking and she said, uh, you know, you can't really get mad at the voters if they don't have enough, something to vote for, if they don't have anything to vote for. Right. And uh, which Spike Lee probably didn't love her for saying that, I right. guess. But, right. uh, but I just think it's, it's true. I, I just didn't love those movies that much yeah. that I would ever say uh, th they're good. Right but that they have to yeah. get nominated yeah. or it's a, it's a real snub yeah. or says something about the voters that they didn't get nominated. Right. I just don't really sure. think so. It's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but not only that, not only that, but if yeah. you look back over the last few years, it's not like no one of color has won anything. Right. Uh, right. They, there have been lots of people who were both nominated and actually won. Right. And yeah. this year was just, you know, a, a bad year for things to pick from. Right. And, you know, if it had been a different year and 12 years a slave got no yeah. nominations, then we'd be in business. I could probably see, I right? could see a different year where concussion actually is in best picture. I can see a year where that would be nominated where there were lots of you horrible know, things sure. that year, okay. maybe. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So 15. All right. The top 15. Uh, my 15 is Mr. Holmes. Yeah. Because uh, I you know, thought it was really, really awesome. Uh, it, it was a really good movie, I thought. I, I had some problems with it. But yeah. at the end of the day, when I'm like thinking back so, over so a great. lot of movies, yeah. I still really liked it. I just loved his performance. He's so good. He's so freaking good. Yeah, he um, was great. 15 for me was The Revenant. The, the, uh, okay. the possible sure. best picture winner tonight is just barely getting into my – it's not even in my top 10. Yeah. I still I still think these are the outliers. So 15, I 15. I I would be surprised if it won Best Picture. I think that yeah. there are uh, other ways that people maybe are going. Anyway, yeah. um, but you know, really good movie and yeah. lots of you know nothing really horrible to say about it. It didn't have that. We both gear. just right. didn't get it that high. Okay, fourteen for me is The Big Short. Yeah, which uh, was another movie I really liked it. Um, I liked the people in it. I liked, I thought everyone was doing a really great job. Um, it was another one where it could have been best ensemble. Yeah. Even though Easily. spotlight, you know, kind of had, had that, that locked up. Yeah. But, um, Big Short's great fun. it was another movie where I just wish it had like another level, like it had yeah. another gear. Like I wanted it to, um, it, really when I was watching it, as much as I did like it, like, you know, I'm kind of trying to make the argument for it not being even higher because I kind right. of want it to be yeah, higher, higher than and, it is, yeah. and yet it's not going to happen. But there, I, I kind of almost wanted it to either be more or less funny. Yeah. 
Like <laughs> I wanted right. it to have uh, yep. one of those directions and really try to go harder one of those ways right. or something. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's 14. 14 for me was Ex Machina. Wow, that's really high. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that a lot and thought about it, not, not well after when we saw it, but when we were in that realm of week or two around it, I, I kept thinking about it a bunch and I thought it was really faulted near the end, but still, but still enjoyable. Enough, yeah, so. it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, if it had just been like the yeah. last five minutes, yeah. It would yeah. have been higher for me, right? Right. I would have right. said, okay, fine. But it's really kind of the uh, the slow road downward, yeah, uh, for like the last half hour, right. and then I just, you know, it, you, it just really started losing me. Yeah. So if you if you think that's high, wait till you see my next one. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thirteen. Thirteen for me is Tangerine. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can uh, absolutely respect I, that. I thought um, that's one of those movies where it may get more traction just on how surprising it is after you start watching it. Yeah. Like you put it in and you go, what? This right. is whatever. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're going, wait a minute. Right. And, and it is, uh, it's really weird how well put together it is Yeah. for, you know, some dude had a phone, right? <laughs> it's just like, I got time and I want to tell and, this story and, and, and made a movie and it's uh, it's a great script and yeah. it's uh, surprisingly well acted. The, the acting in that film, I, I mean, it is. It has a great script. It's it's a novelty that it's done on a phone because I didn't know. I thought it was just you know I knew it was a cheap a, camera. It wasn't a super right, right, camera, right. you know. But only after that did I know that that might eventually win me an Oscar trivia contest, you know. But it's the performances. The yeah. performances make that whole thing. Even when you have ancillary characters, not even secondary supporting characters, but like tertiary characters guys that are just supposed to be there for a quick scene they're all awesome yeah and, and and i don't mean they're all like al pacino awesome they don't have to be but for what they're doing right not setting a bar real low for them but for what they're doing they're all better than that bar yeah. every single one in that i was i was blown away by just watching the performance and that's why i watched the rest of the movie you know it, it's not the production value it's this this character and it's the the way that they're playing them it was right. great yeah. and and it's weird because it looks like well, I mean, I guess it doesn't really look like it, but it sort of seems like, you know, this could easily just have been some uh, thing that somebody put on YouTube or something yeah, because right. somebody's just made a screwing around, made a thing like some, say that uh, not even quite student film. Yep. And and yet it's it's got everything going for it. Somebody asked me this weekend if I had seen it and I said I had and they wanted to know if we reviewed it. And I said we hadn't, um, at least that I could remember because we talk about things around that time of year so quick but i said that it was it felt like it was the best thing vimeo had ever done right exactly it was yeah. just like it was like a student film that they just put online to be like look i want to share this with people because i worked real hard on it and everyone did a great job yeah and it and it's great yeah like and, it's, and it's it, better than it's better than anything that i'm even advertising it for but it's just not it didn't get my top 10 yeah so. well but it did, didn't get my top 10 right. either. yeah all right what's your 13 star wars the force awakens yeah star wars didn't even make my list yeah, anywhere i know uh, I, and I and I even liked it. I was you liked it I was, a lot. I think I, we both gave it. Like, I was okay is, with it. In right? some ways, we'll address this later, even whether you get emails about it or not, or we get you know a call or texts or chat. Oh, the chat room's open too. Uh, you know, there's a discrepancy there sometimes, and we've talked about it before. And I know we've talked about it last year specifically when people say if you rated a film a nine, like I think we both did, 
how can this not be above films that you rate, you know, sevens, but it's on your, and I'm like, well, that's just how it goes. Because man. sometimes that's how it is. <laughs> right. You know, my top 10 list doesn't read numerically from 10 down. There are certain places where it obviously does. Cause I remember the tens very right. well. It would, it would be like, you don't even actually have to make a list, right? The you list just, just is automatically made, right. but there were times right. where even though I had fun with the film and it didn't screw up everything and it was enjoyable, there's no substance to it. I don't think about it anymore. Right. Versus a film that might be very like Tangerine where I think about off and on. Right. You know, I'm thinking that film stayed with me. Why? Well, it's because of these reasons. Is it better than that film? I, I don't know. Right. You know, that's my list. Yeah. That's uh, so anyway, the, and I think we've said that exact thing before um, because I think last year somebody even wrote to us right. because said, we, how can you do because this? we had right. a I had a movie I think it was my it list. was your list I remember I, I had a movie that you know I rated like seven and a half or right. maybe eight or something like that and yep. it was in the top ten right and then something that was like nine or yeah. whatever was, wasn't there, was they had like yeah. the specific somebody was a very specific numerical somebody was paying too much attention right. seriously to uh, and that's me too because yeah. I remember at you know I remember at one point like one of your tens was like four right three and i'm like that's interesting right okay so but but sometimes um you know for me uh it's the star wars is the perfect example because it was it was good enough there were things that i didn't like about it right um i i had some i I, I had some negatives yeah but it was really fun right watch yeah and and a bit of a relief and so and so it's kind of like for what it is it's a nine or eight and a half right. or whatever, right. whatever, whatever it is. is. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there's some other movie that I rated eight that right. can't be a way better right. movie. Right. right? I We're mean, gonna, we'll probably get so yeah, that's, we'll have lots that's of that. The highest happen. rated film that is the lowest on anything I have. Right. You know, and if, if number 13 is a nine, you know, you'd think the rest of them are nine and a half or tens. And that's not true at all. That's there's, not, that's not, not coming. Not at all. So, so you're just preemptively responding I'm, to all I'm the flack you're about work. to get. I have laid I the groundwork for my argument. That's so good. 12. Uh, 12 for me is Macbeth. Yeah. Um, Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Yeah, um, I do that name. Yeah, I don't know. And it's, uh, it's oddly directed by Justin Kurzel, who has not done a lot of stuff. But he's going to be making Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna know his name. You're gonna know his name. Yeah. You're and uh, he's actually, I think, got like two other movies that he's listed as being like in pre-production. I don't remember what they yeah. are, but he's not going to run out of work anytime soon. Right. Um, but the movie is just awesome, and two of the best actors available going right right if you're now do Macbeth you want somebody like this and they're both crazy awesome at it and it is a interesting update um and also I have to you know confess my you know Macbeth your Macbethism <laughs> you know you're yeah. a huge Macbeth fan uh yeah I'm uh <laughs> I'm not impartial I guess but it's a great update <laughs> yeah. and uh it's it's an update and it's not at the same time, which is pretty cool. And it's just, man, it just, it just goes, it just, it just takes Macbeth and it's clearly made by somebody who has been in love with Macbeth for a really long time. Right. right. This is not like a studio started calling people going, we need someone to make Macbeth. We just have a real itch to make right. Macbeth or whatever, we right? We can only license it for another nine months, so let's <laughs> get this done. Right. And uh, and it just is awesome. And it's uh, it's a great movie. It's 
it's almost sad that it's it's very graphic it's it's yeah. real intense and serious it's almost a shame that you know you can't just uh, have th- this freely distributed to high schools right. so that, so that everyone yeah, right, can watch it, it yeah. because it's not that version of Macbeth right. that you can uh, do that with. It'd be funny if you sold it like another Baz Luhrmann, but, like but, Romeo you know, and Juliet. Like, like, yeah, but they're it, all pulling up in Ferraris. You and, could you could get people interested in this because yeah. this is, I think, a really good example of making a movie that kind of understands Shakespeare more yeah, and right. and what people were watching when they were when watching they were, Shakespeare when it right. happened and who was watching it and what it was. And it was, uh, it was crazy and awesome. And they were both insanely good. If yeah. you think that uh Fassbender should get nominated for jobs, it's because you, you haven't never seen saw that Macbeth. movie. Yeah. You didn't see Macbeth. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, my 12 is me and Earl and the dying girl. Oh, and, look at that. And That's when cool. I saw it, I, uh, I was only maybe five. I, I it, it was strange. It, it reminds me of so many fun movies that I see that I have like elevated hopes for. Like when I sit down and watch it, I'm like, unfortunately, I feel like the best that this can be is a seven. Like right. just because I because of what I know about it and the the plot summary, not necessarily who's in it, but sometimes, and then just the cover. You know, you, right. you just look like a video store rental. Yeah. And next to if you've seen The Breakfast Club, then you might like this. You know, that thing. Susie says this. Right, right. When I'm watching it, the first five minutes, it reminds me of all these films. And one of them is uh, About Time. You know, the first five yeah, minutes yeah. of About Time is amazingly fun and fluid and engaging and wild and creative. And this, when I'm watching it, all I could think of was this would be the film that I would have seen with you if Wes Anderson had directed The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, right, it's right, so right. crazy and quirky and the characters are fun and engaging and I just don't know where the hell it's and emotionally get invested in it and just have such a blast with it. And then and then later be like, I think I would give this an eight, but it's the strongest eight I could ever give anything because right. it's so solid. So right. that's my 12. Cool. And uh, I've already uh, had that on my list. And yep. uh, yeah, it's it's really good. And it's got a lot of weird things going to it. And what I thought when I was watching it, too, is that there's a certain uh, progression in what people are kind of thinking when yeah. they're making movies. Yep. And it's almost like this could have been or or at one time was like a TV show. Right. And then someone said, no, just yeah. make it into a movie yeah. or whatever. But it's you've got, got TV. It's got it built right into it. Right. You know, it really could. Right. Uh, OK, so that was 12. 11 uh, for me is uh, Experimenter. Which yep. is uh, Peter Sarsgaard and Winona Ryder, and Peter Sar- Sarsgaard is uh, every time I say his name, I want to stick the K in there. <laughs> I know Sarsgaard. Yeah, I'm used to that. Um, yeah. It's uh, he <laughs> plays Stanley Milligan, um, the uh, famous from the '60s uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever, who did the experiments the Millers, yeah. on people, right. where he would have people hurt people right and they would do it just because he told them to and, and it's it's not as straightforward yeah. as that because they're just right. pushing buttons right. and uh, it's actually uh kind of fascinating to read all of his theories about how you get people to do this yep. and and how to get to the furthest level like because the people are they're not in the room they're not seeing mm-hmm. what's happening and all they're doing is pushing buttons right but they hear the person. And pain, they yeah, hear the thing. person say that it hurts, right. 
and uh, he just keeps telling them to do it like, and whatever. Do it you know, it's like if they yeah. had to if they had to do something where they hurt the person, or if they could see through the glass window and the person was getting hurt. Right. I suppose they could like fake being shocked, sure. kind of. But if right. they were visibly actually hurt or something, yeah. then you know that won't work. And, right. Right. And uh, and the and then what this does to his life with his wife and then he kind of becomes like uh, pseudo famous uh-huh. because everyone experiment every, everyone yeah. now starts uh, right. questioning him and yep. and the whole thing and the whole thing is great and uh, Peter Sarsgaard is uh, incredible in it and how they take this kind of goofy thing and turn it into you know it's really just him and his life and like a right. serious cool. study of who he yep. is who is the person who comes up with the right. idea of doing this right. in the first place? And and what's really weird about it, in a way, they don't give you a whole lot in the end of the movie or anything, but um, for as much as everyone hated him uh-huh. for a while, and all of a sudden it became like a popular thing to just Bash. rail on yeah. him or whatever, yeah. all of the stuff that came out of his work eventually right. and what other people you know other people who said okay but maybe without the hurting people but what can we get right out of it and all this stuff and it's one of the most famous experiments that you learn about it in high school and if you didn't i don't know what school you went to because right it's famously brought up as a as an allegory for all kinds of things ranging from the holocaust to just how people treat each other right you know, it's it's this thing that is interesting to know more about yeah yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, 11 for me. Uh, 11 for me is pretty easy. You talked about it a little bit. Uh, I have Love and Mercy. And oh, wow. Cool. I, I love that's Love and really Mercy. High. In a lot of ways, it was it was about somebody that, and I don't mean to sound flippant or too dismissive, but I, I'm not a big Beach Boys fan, though right. I will let it stay if it's, you know, when I'm listening to when I'm driving to the grocery store, but didn't really care about the music or the characters. Uh, I mean, the characters like Brian Wilson, you know, right. I, I mean, I don't want any bad things to happen to him, but I don't, I don't care about him. Right. You know, it's not on my radar of things And the movie made such an amazing um, effect on that. And I think in, in some ways it worked more because I wasn't too uh, tied to it. I knew a little bit about him, but I found myself kind of really emotionally invested in him, partially because of Paul Dano and, you know John Cusack's performance and Elizabeth Banks is real good as a foil and it, there's tons of people in there but it took something I wasn't wild about or interested about and for like a little over two hours and then later days later I kept thinking I'm like man that poor bastard right, oh my right. god the hell the hell that he went through and the way that he the way that the movie kind of conveys how much of a literal genius he is for what he's doing and and just all of the trappings of that life and it just stayed with me, yeah. you know, and I was like, this is this is a film that I don't know how many people have seen. But again, I would suggest this just out of pure like enjoyment of watching something kind of like slow crash coming and you can't turn away. Right. But, and it's it's another one of those uh, awesome, awesome things film, so. that, uh, you know, we talked about a little while ago. Don't let the fact that you don't think you're interested in this keep you just away from you, it. Oh, my right? God, because I couldn't I, I had a stack of films to watch and that was constantly Getting, you know, looking at it, down. it always being right, put below right, right. something else and something else always rose up. And then eventually I had nothing left. And I put it in. And I went, what the hell did I do that for? I could have <laughs> right, seen this right. a week ago. Right. You know, and and I was really excited to to see it. And and 
you know, halfway through, I'm like, I'm only halfway through and I can't believe what I'm seeing. It's so heavy and kind of like burdensome with all the stuff that you see him go through. But damn, and it's, uh, it's so. really surprising, especially for uh, uh, biographical movies and the push a lot of them get. Yeah. That this one had, you know, no marketing budget behind right. it, really. I mean, yeah, some obviously a little bit. But it was uh, no one was trying to make sure this was on anyone's radar right. in the way yeah. that a lot of other yeah, biographical movies that, yeah. that come out. And it almost was it almost seemed like somebody who did the film both loved and didn't like Brian Wilson at the same time, which gave it a real balance of like, I'm not going to paint him as a saint because he wasn't. But man, he's got really right. great things, and we needed to pay attention. And, to and not and, a, not only that, it was it was cool too because uh, so many biography movies that you see, uh, they're they're really so focused on this guy that they have, especially if they have a guy who has like mental problems yeah. or is just really odd, right. or whatever. They're just focused on him. Where right. when you have other kinds of biographies where it's I don't know nor- normal famous right. people or whatever. Right. Then they're trying to say something yeah, and make it that. make it like a yeah. a bigger story that they're telling. Right. And this one is sort of like both. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great together. combination of stuff, and and it's a performance based thing. And I I had such a blast watching it. Yeah, I regretted not seeing it. So all right, we're well. already into an hour, so <laughs> we can we can do these. So we I think we will probably be, be able to actually yeah. get through most of these pretty quick. Except I. Obviously, have some weird movies. Yeah, uh, in my we won't talk too long about them. But there's, there's uh, not going to be a lot to say. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, just marking the time. Right. Yep. That's true. <laughs> we should we should probably pretend to have like a little break here. Okay, that's good. All right. And uh, and now the top ten. Everyone yep. is on the edge of their seats, and I have my my tricky paper. You're doing your paper reveal, and I'm that's doing right. my hidden phone. All right. All right. So uh, ten. Yeah. Uh, my ten is a movie called Phoenix. Yep. That uh, no one's heard of. Nope. <laughs> because what point would there be in uh, my top 10 list having movies anyone's seen? Who knows? So this is a movie um, by uh, Christian Petzold, and uh, it, it stars Nina Haas, who they both work together in uh, – it, they're it's a German movie. Uh, they both worked together in 2012 on a movie called Barbara – which was awesome and got a lot of attention and was really, really good. Hmm. This movie is, uh, takes place in the era basically of world war two. And, uh, the, the character that she plays gets, uh, like kind of, uh, horribly disfigured by a gunshot to the face, uh, during the war when she's like a prisoner. Yep. And, she so she flees or whatever, and she actually uh, comes from a family that has a lot of money, which doesn't matter when it's the war, right? right, right. Um, but she flees, and then ultimately the war's over, and she has tons of money because uh, she's got this family fortune, whatever. Right. She has all this reconstruct, like she's really disfigured in the face. I mean, she she's really a mess. She gets all this reconstructive surgery so that she'll have a face, mm-hmm. right? But now she doesn't look anything like herself, right? She goes back to Germany to try and find her husband, uh, who she thinks possibly might have like sold her out to the Nazis. And she finds him, yep. and he does not know it's her. And he uh, comes up with this plan. It, he like sort of like woos her or whatever, and she sort of lets him in a way because she wants to figure out what's right. going on with him. 
And he comes up with this scheme for her to pretend to be his wife, who she actually is. Right. So that he can get the money right. that she has. Right. <laughs> and then hilarity ensues. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, it's and it's just awesome. Cool. And it kind of if you explain it really quickly, it sounds a little goofy, but <laughs> no, it sounds cool. But yeah. uh, it is it's such a amazing movie actually. And she is just insanely good in it. Huh. And the things that she has to do, like it's almost like a sci-fi movie, right? Where yeah. you come up with like a situation that a person can't really be in because it's a sci-fi movie right. and go, let's see how they act in that situation. And what does that mean for how people act in every situation? Right. And this right. is like the same thing. That's what, cool. what does this have to say about, relationships in general or yeah. what you really know about people that you're with and right. uh it's really 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 good that's cool um 10 for me is the diary of a teenage girl and for a lot of reasons you hit on and real quickly i'll just say that it's it's not a fun uncomfortable feeling to watch it's just an engaging uncomfortable thing to watch because the performances across the board are great right and the story is kind of honest <laughs> You know, I actually 100%. Yeah, it's, like, it's it. weirdly it, honest. It didn't feel like at any movie. moment, like, we got a we got a teenage girl and she's kind of experimenting with drugs and sex, so let's get her a pimp. Or, you know, I mean, right. it doesn't go into the extremes. It actually followed a very believable linear kind of trajectory. And, and I'm watching it. I'm like, my God, don't do that. Oh, Jesus, you just did it. You right. know, why would you do that? Oh, because right. you're a faulted human being. And I see it now. And because you're a and young you're, teenage and girl, and right. that's what you do when you and, don't know any better. Yeah. And, and, and I just thought, so it's so weirdly, um, like you said, just, it's weird that it's believable. Right. To, to do a it's lot of absolutely this stuff. genuine. And, and the consequences of actions aren't like swept away. Like there's, there's some serious consequences for the things that right. the characters do both across the board of teenage girls and their boyfriends and their parents and their, their sibling, you know, just all these things. It's actually, hi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Call the wild. Um, and I, and I thought it was so much fun and it caught me a little off guard, but again, it was just one of these, one of these kind of triumvirate series of films like, um, like me and Earl, and the dying girl, just these things that I saw like in a row. And I'm like, wow, I could watch these movies for the rest of the year and be happy. Right. So, and it's, uh, I will say, even though I've already talked about that movie, um, it, it's weird that, uh, Skarsgård is incredible in a, really good. in a very weird role. Yeah. Right. And the best thing about it. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that can't ever get enough appreciation probably, but he's actually just that guy. Yeah. Like everything he does, it, you know, it's like you said, it's just it's so believable, but it's weird that it's believable because it's such a weird yeah. guy to be. Right. And it's at certain times, if you saw a different movie where someone was playing that guy, not as not as good, there'd be other things that he did in the movie where he was just a different guy by right. accident. You right. know, like he was a little yeah. more of a normal guy or whatever. Yeah. But he's he's just that guy. Yeah. And so when he does odd things, things right, yeah. right, you just go, that's just that's, that that's just who that's that guy that is. Guy. Yeah. yeah. It, right. So it's really, right. really incredible. Everyone uh really needs to go see that. Yeah. Okay. Number nine for me is forty five years, mm-hmm. which uh has actually been getting a fair amount of attention. Um it's uh Charlotte Rampling and Tom Courtney, who 
no one will know their names probably, but everyone will recognize them. Yeah. Uh, they're in everything, especially if you've ever watched anything that came out of Britain <laughs> in like, right. in like the last it 40 Harry, years. It wasn't Harry Potter, but you know, they're in there somewhere, but yeah. they're both also <laughs> in lots of American stuff too. I mean, they are both, uh, actors who have done tons of work for years and years. Yeah. Um, I think actually that, uh, uh, Charlotte Rampling has been on a couple of shows pretty recently. Yeah. She was on like I think Dexter or something yeah. for like a longish arc, not as not a, a regular thing, or whatever. But, like, yeah. but anyway, they they've been around and and you'll recognize their faces. Um, the movie is about uh, these two people. They're they're a, a childless couple. They're obviously older since it's, it's their 45th wedding anniversary. They're getting ready for, um, and going into it they get the news that a woman that he knew a long time ago who died mm-hmm. has been found in Switzerland, right? Yeah. She died in a, in an accident in the Alps in Switzerland and they found her body like frozen and like preserved because she fell off the mountain or whatever. And, uh, and then all of a sudden that sends us on this weird tailspin of, uh, his, his wife now trying to figure out like his feelings mm-hmm. and what's going on and what relationship did he have with this other woman? And it was, uh, it was back in the sixties when this happened to the woman and he was there and they had to register at this hotel as husband and wife because <laughs> it was the sixties. Right. And, and, and yeah. that's how it was. So that's like why they contacted him. They think right. that he's the husband, he's like the next of Ken right. or whatever. And we found the body. This is like the, and, uh, the flip side to force majeure. Like this is, they'd be awesome <laughs> if it was still like characters, you know? Right. No. And it's uh, yeah. It, and it, cool. it's the, it's the weirdest movie. It's very slow. It's yeah. very like just, you know, old people talking. So that's not right. selling a lot there of tickets, Yeah. but it's just them talking and uh, just kind of looking over their relationship and, you know, the whole thing. So anyway, yeah. um, yeah, it's it's a hard movie to sell. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's, but it's really it's check, really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, number number nine for me is It Follows. And, oh wow! Yeah, and that's did you see that? Did you wind up seeing? I, I haven't seen that. Uh, that's been on a lot of people's list though. A lot of that's people said that is one. really a, uh, a like a crazy surprise from out of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's a real subtle and greatly effective but it's the kind of dangerous thing that you get into when you talk about it because it's a horror film so if i say it's a real right, subtle and right. effective scary film and you don't get scared you're like oh, well, what the hell it, it works on these really amazing levels um the guy that wrote it and directed it david robert david mitchell david robert mitchell um just came up with something kind of strangely like why haven't i seen this before and and it's not revolutionary in that way it's just so easy because it's got like what a lot of the best horror films, and I know we separate here because I love horror films and for you, they're just like Westerns. You're like, I guess that's what it is. Right, it's supposed right. to scare me, then okay. Um, but it works as a metaphor for something else that's happening. And <laughs> okay, like that's the sweetest cat in the world. Um, it just tried to eat my face. Um, but it works on all kinds of different levels, both as a throwback to like some of the best horror films from the 70s and the 80s a lot of people link it to john carpenter's stuff but it's wildly contemporary because it you know you don't you don't have to think about it too much but when you're watching it 
it's like a scary metaphor for STDs and the responsibility of like couples to each other because it's almost like the ring except you don't you don't get the the evil force to follow you because you watched a videotape you get it sex with someone um, and it's like this layered it's not like porkies meets the ring right. but it's actually very layered and nuanced and it's one of the interesting things is it's very ethereal like you'll be watching it and the style is kind of 70s and 80s but they'll have things that we don't even have in our future like so it's like almost like you're watching it and you're like it feels like i'm watching so a dream it's just sci-fi horror it's kind of like it's kind of but not sci-fi like ray guns but just like they have um you know this one woman pulls out like a compact and it's in the shape of a heart or a ladybug and it's like an e-reader and you're like i, I want that <laughs> right we don't, we don't have that it was just a special effect for the scene but it's built to make it so that there's no specific time right for the film right. it can't be set in 93 or 99 or 2015 it's set every time. Right. So, and it's it, it, in a breath of fresh air for horror and horror fans. And it's not just my bias showing through. It's actually just a really great low budget film. Right. That is I, I have, I have heard so, tons of people talk, a lot of talking about that one. Yeah. And uh, I know going through uh topless, like I have, that, yeah. that's a movie that pop has, has been on. Some. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So that's, cool. so that's my number nine. All right. Eight. And uh, we got to kind of start Checking moving this that. along. Yep. Um, eight for me is welcome to me. Uh, it's a Kristen Wiig movie where uh, it's got, actually it's a, it's a very indie type thing. It's got a lot of people in it though. Man, um, she was busy this year. Yeah, she was. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is in it. Mm-hmm. Who was also busy this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Wet, Wes Bentley, Joan Cusack is in it. Yeah. And it's uh Kristen Wiig is this crazy person who goes off her meds and then wins the lottery and takes the money and goes to like kind of a little production uh, studio where they mostly make infomercials and says how much to just make a movie or make a TV show about me. Right. Like, and, awesome. it's, and it's literally a, idea. a lot of the time it's just her mm-hmm. like talking or, right. hey, or, you know, it's like she's in therapy, yeah. but it's just on TV. Sometimes she, there's one uh, semi-famous part of the trailer um, where <laughs> She bakes a cake. She wants to do like a cooking oh. thing. So she bakes cake and then she just sits there and eats, eats it. it. And yeah. she like eats I've the whole that. cake. Yeah. And it's just, that's <laughs> what, that's what's on TV right that's now perfect. is just watch her eat the cake. And yeah. she's, uh, she, she is uh, really crazy. She's right. whatever mental problem she has that she's off her meds. It's not a good idea, right. To be off those meds. So, so it, it it runs like a huge spectrum of what she has going yeah. on the show, but Kristen cool. Wiig is awesome yeah. in it, and the whole show is it, it's a you know like you said another one of those movies that just surprises you. You go into yeah. it and you go maybe I'll have a good time, right? Uh, maybe it'll be fun, and then all of a sudden you're just like this is what? Well, yeah, 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 it was crazy. Awesome. So that was uh, awesome. So that's eight. For eight me. for me is Mr. Holmes. Uh, lots already been said. Wow, it's, that's cool. It's just so incredible to see him play. See, when I said Mr. Holmes, you like looked at me like well, uh, I was like, how well, can that be in the not top fifteen? You're yeah, like twenty eight, yeah. you yeah. know. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, but again, and I know we both liked it, you know, right. a lot. So right. uh, Ian McKellen is amazing, and he just proves it once again by not doing anything that seems difficult and making it so layered. And Laura Linney and Milo Parker, who plays the kid. The kid was really great. Yeah. And it's hard. I know we, we covered it briefly. I think when we did uh, Mockingjay, it's it's really hard when you get a young kid to act in a certain way that is beyond their experience. And this guy's if he keeps acting, he's right, great. right, right. So that was that was really, really fun. 
Okay. And uh, all right. Seven for me is uh, Anomalisa. Yeah. Which is the um, that's the animated sort of sort of animated. animated yeah. It's like uh, it's like stop motion yeah. animated. I can't wait kind to of. see that. It's uh, Charlie Kaufman directed it, and then he's got uh, Duke Johnson, who's yep. a, a stop motion guru, is uh, like co-directing it with him. Yep. Um, David Thewlis and Jennifer Jason Lee again yep. do the voices of it, and uh, it's a it's a it's just insane. It's mm. uh, it's like. It looks great. Most Charlie Kaufman things you see are going to be. <laughs> you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. For one thing, but yeah. um, if you if you like it at all, it's really weird if you watch his movies. If you like it at all, you love it. Right. Nobody sees any of his movies that I know of anyway. Yeah. Just as are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, or right. maybe you'll hate it and right. think it's completely stupid, but you're not just going to think that it's okay. Right. Yeah. Um. But it's awesome movie about this guy and his just weird kind of spouting his life at you yeah and uh he he goes on a trip and he like gets in touch with a woman that he used to know and he's got like all this you know bizarre wisdom that he's just right spewing everywhere but he's also like a little crazy yeah. in a way and uh and he's got this kind of take on humans and being human and it, it, it's a weird, weird character that's just perfect for something like this and awesome. And he's he's on this trip because he's promoting his book about uh, he's like a customer service guru. And yeah. He has like a book yeah. about customer service and everything. Anyway, it's uh, it's really, that's really cool. good. Uh, let's see. Seven. OK, we'll pick it up quick. Uh, Sicario for me. I, I saw Sicario and was really excited about it because the one of my favorite films in the last few years was Prisoners right. uh, by Dennis Van Leroux. And this is his follow-up film. And I was really, really interested in it to see if it was just a one-hit wonder for me or if it was going to be this this guy who does these things. And I just, I love almost everything about Sicario. Right. Like, okay. Uh, I have to say it's not his follow-up film because uh, he, he did, did Enemy, Enemy with Enemy, uh, right. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal, which was also good. It wasn't awesome yeah but it was good and uh, kind of underappreciated yeah. and oddly underappreciated and, and, when he just had prisoners that right. everyone right. Uh, liked yep uh okay my six. number six is sicario <laughs> oh that's cool. that might be the only like close comparison of stuff that we've got right. except number, and he's also um that's great yeah i did have some notes so it's emily blunt and uh benicio del toro and josh brolin and, and they are great. all everyone who's in this movie Amazing. is like insanely good yeah. every everyone who's in this movie should like be nominated yeah and this is like our awards right this is like is you amazing. can't win yeah he's this is like somehow no one no one will take this movie yep. that kind of seriously right. that anyone's doing anything good. He's also um just to like throw this out, he's uh gonna be doing the, the Blade Runner yeah. uh sequel. Right, and so, I can't wait. So that's gonna be crazy. And uh, a good guy to have it if you're gonna have that movie, it's nice to have a guy that you like his other sure. movie. It helps going and, into that. And he's got I can see I can see how he's going to put the pedal down for that, and hopefully, yeah. Hopefully if you if you haven't caught this movie though, uh, oh, you've got it. to it's check it out. So it's, really it's so strong, and uh, often in weird ways, there are things about the movie. And like I said, you know, there's so many movies that we didn't cover that are on the list because yeah. we didn't do this movie. But there's so many times in this movie where you will watch a scene, and when the scene ends, you go, "That should have been stupid," <laughs> right? 
Yep. And yet it was awesome. Yeah. And it's the people, it's the way, it's the exact script, the real details of the script yeah. and not just the, you know, outline of that scene or right. whatever. That's great. It's really, really good. So that was your six? Yeah. Six, uh, six for me was Inside Out. Ah, uh, cool. It was, uh, it was maybe the lowest. No, I guess not. I'm thinking of the numbers, but it was it was one of the highest rated ones that I have. That's probably in the lower lower spots. But Inside Out was just really great, and I don't feel like I have to sell it to anybody. I feel like everybody's right. Saw it. Everybody's. Uh, it was it was we, just so much fun. For that me. movie's been covered. So, off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, five for me is Youth. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Paolo Sorrentino yeah. movie. Um, it's uh, it's his not foreign movie, right? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, he uh, he just won best foreign film with The Great Beauty. Yep, um, and it's Michael Caine, Harvey Keitel, Rachel Weisz, and uh, Paul Dano. Yep, and uh, it's just it's just a freaky awesome uh, movie. Michael Caine is a, a retired composer who goes on vacation with Harvey Keitel, who's mm-hmm. his film director buddy. Yep, who's like they're both really famous. They go to this kind of retreaty place yep. where lots of famous people go. Oh, yeah. And uh, anyway, it's really good. I think I, I think I've talked about that before. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, so that's five, five for me. Five for me is The Hateful Eight. And I know a lot of people, it's almost like a polarizing film, not just because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, but I, I know it, you weren't super wild about it. You, you were okay with it. No, it's nowhere on my list. I, I had so much fun with it, partially because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. It, I got it exactly is, what I wanted. It's lots of fun, and I liked it a lot, but yep. it wasn't good enough. To it was, get, it was even so in the top much 30. fun, and I thought about the characters, even though there are archetypal like representations throughout all of his films. It's just I, I, I know what I'm getting yeah, when I go. A I lot it. of while so, you're watching it is crazy fun. Like the first yep. half of it, I, I think we I talked laugh. about it when we discuss the movie more but like the first half of it mm-hmm. i was in love with it yeah. and then i you know the ending didn't work for me right. but anyway it's still uh tons of fun so yeah. your four my four is inside out oh yeah all right well we were pretty close with that so um four for me is brooklyn ah, cool. which i expect is probably in your top <laughs> two you know but brooklyn and i think we've talked about it a ton uh Saoirse Ronan is amazing and it's a film that's really hard to kind of describe to someone with enthusiasm because not a lot happens in it. It's just, right. it's very touching and it's very, it's very impressive to see how great she is and how everyone else is really, really around her supporting the story, which is kind of simplistic, but amazingly effective and terribly compelling and really, you know, like, yeah, it's grabs a, and keeps it, you in it. So. It's a, it's a movie and we have talked about the movie a lot. Yeah. We're both uh, saying it's pretty, love it. plenty so. But it really is a movie that um, I will be really surprised if this is, does not become an absolute staple of film school. Yeah. I'm filling in the top three for you. I don't even need to hear from you now. <laughs> but anyway, so that was my four. Your That's three. your four. Okay. My three is Room. Yeah. Uh, which is a movie who has I'm won. I'm not even joking. I have a Who has, has won its own share of yeah. uh best picture awards right so uh that's that's actually the thing is going into tonight you've got room spotlight and the revenant right have all won things yeah they've and, they've and all notably, won right. best picture of something right and uh right and it's going to be interesting i think to see how that plays out when you've got uh all those nominees yeah half of which have absolutely no chance in hell of winning. Right. And then you've got these three and yep. then maybe, you know, if you're, 
if you're betting in Vegas or something or making the odds, there may be like one or two other movies who have not totally astronomical odds, right. but are still not real likely to win. Yeah. And you've got these three who are going in, who knows what you're going to do if you're making the odds because right. they've all won something right. uh, and they all are hugely, uh, they're all kind of at this point taking over the conversation. Yeah. Uh, yep. To one extent or another. So yeah. we'll see what happens with that, I guess. But that that's was, my three. That was your three. My three is the big short. And the big short, wow. the big short was so much fun and so interesting to me. And I'm a reasonably intelligent guy who has seen a lot of movies in his life. There are times in the big short where I have no idea what the hell they're talking about because it's just over my pay grade for housing and financial market right, because information. Who cares? I'm not an investment right. broker, but even though I didn't get it, I understood what they're talking about because it just kind of makes it plain. Like you right. get it. You just kind of hang on. It's the lingo of the film and you, you stay there with it. It's got a ton of people in it. You love to see in films and they're all really great in it. And it single-handedly has, I've been telling people it's got the scariest ending to any film I've seen in the last few years. The, <laughs> yeah. very, the very last scene, which is just a typographical kind of, where are they now? is frightening. Right. And it, and it literally, as soon as I watched it, I had goosebumps. I'm like, Holy crap. Like, this is so scary. And I mean it literally like it's frightening, right? It, it's, it's, it's amazingly fun. You know, I I think it's going to be a lot of, uh, I think it's going to do well, but not, not tonight. Right. So that was a three for me. Okay. Uh, my two is Brooklyn. Uh, and we've already you know, we've already got, talked about got, it. Yeah, I've got you all. I know you now. I've we've got you we've already talked pad. plenty about yeah, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, and we're running out of time anyway. Right. But uh, yeah, we've covered Brooklyn enough. My two will be easy. We've talked about it a bunch already. It's Spotlight. Uh, I had wow. I had so much so much over the last. And I got to tell you, two and three flip flopped a lot. I almost put the big short two. I I saw them not that long ago, but I I don't think a day goes by where I don't think about one of them. Right. Like it's in my head. I'm constantly thinking not just performances, but subjects. Right. And like, yeah, I've, really, I'm I've like, got a, man. I've got a lot more of that for the big short than for spotlight. I do too. Cause you and I are amongst a small group of people who I know have seen uh, both films. And I just feel like there's more to talk about with the big short. Cause spotlight does have some drawbacks to it that, you know, we said on our podcast, go, go right. listen to our review, but it's just such a all cylinders firing kind of, it reminds me of a few good men. Like it's a film that feels like it was engineered to go for an Oscar and doesn't do it out of its bounds. Like it kind of stays within the ropes. And I think that's kind of its drawback too, right? In a way. But right. Spotlight was my number two. All right. Number one is Mad Max. Yeah. That's a, that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> How strange it is, number one for me is Fury Road. Yeah. I didn't see I didn't see a film at all this year that captured my imagination or kept me thinking about it or blew me away, partially because I had not written it off, but because I, I didn't really think it was going to be as powerful as it was. I thought we were going to go see it, and it was going to be it, like it's hard to know how to go into that movie. Well, we so. saw the preview. The preview looked amazing, but the preview looked unbelievable. Like but the preview explosions could, and fire and hell and the preview, the trailers things. that you got for that movie, it could have been anything. It could have, it been could have right. still sucked. And we would have you know? gone, and I would have seen it because I'd seen the others, and I thought what we were going to get was a really great Fast and the Furious six. You right, know, or right. five. Like I thought it was going to be another entry where a lot of great things. People look weird. There's assless chaps. There's crazy right, boomerangs. Right. And when we saw it, it was a layered, nuanced, strategically, surgically like cutting 
introspection of things guised as an action film. Right. And it was amazing and creative and exhilarating. And I couldn't wait to see it. I think I saw it the next day. Right. Like it was, it was everything. And I never stopped thinking about it. And it was the absolute measuring stick that every other film I saw this year had to stand with. Yeah. And it, uh, it it, it's, it's such a weird thing. You would think when we started uh, doing this, right. Yeah. That Mad Max would be one of those movies where you go, <laughs> right. well, sure. You gave it a 10, but there's lots of other seven movies that right, are like that are better, better movies because right. this is crazy action movie yep. and that should be where it goes. Right. It should be Dude, in you, that list of movies where you go, sure, it's nine or ten. Right. But that nine or ten right. is a different, different kind, kind of nine of, of nine or ten. You said it and you've said it for a couple months now. Like even when we started hinting around Christmas time for the lists that were coming up, you know, you're like I I got to have a pretty good argument why this is better than Fury Road. Like, I I was trying like with. hell when I made my thing and only because in a, in a kind of like devil's advocate way or something, yeah. you know, I was like trying like hell to go, no, this is a better movie. Yep. And, and I can't do it. And the weird thing for me personally going into this is that, um, it's actually so much better a movie than even the people who love it think that <laughs> no it is. No kidding. No kidding. I, I could go and I've you know watched it a couple times by now. Yeah. Um. And and it's really good. And it and I don't watch movies over you and don't, over. It's right? hard to get you to see something twice. <laughs> and the 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 weirdest thing about this movie and the thing that there was no way anything was going to uh, have a chance really of getting past it is mm-hmm. that you know when I think about this movie. I would not be surprised if I went into like some philosophy class and they assigned you have to watch this movie right. and then write like a sure. you know fifty page paper sure. on I could do it the ethics I'd love it and yeah. the, uh, the feminist agenda I mean there's like quality. everything it going everything. on yeah. it's so weird it's, it's got a it's got a script that has you know it's almost like dune in a way you know if you like took dune and just right. made it like kind of the action killing shakespearean type of right. a crazy crazy thing, thing yeah. it is but you know dune has got like everything in it like in the same sort of way yep. it's got all it's got its own philosophy and religion and all this stuff and this movie it was exactly the same way and yet it never stops moving right <laughs> and it's insane all right, we are uh, out of time in a way that uh, you we can never understand. Um, That's our list. We're uh, going going into like 90 minutes now, yep. so we got to okay. uh, cut off quickly. Uh, thanks so much for listening yeah. to uh, all our babble about our list. As I said, this will um, this will be up with you know links to the movies and information yeah. about them, so you don't have to remember the list from listening to it. Right. Thanks it. for tuning in, yeah. and uh, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes and otherwise trick people into listening to us. Thanks. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. 
Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while GEICO could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest-growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, GEICO has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.